What is up, Conscious Monkeys? Welcome back to another episode of Traveling to Consciousness. As always, I'm your host, Clay Terry, and I know that the podcast today is coming in a little bit late. I got distracted. Life happens. But if you're listening to this podcast, it is a very important one. Very important one, especially if you consider yourself a Christian, if you've ever considered yourself a Christian, or... I've even thought about Christianity. This podcast is going to be so powerful because this knowledge that I'm about to share with you, it was taught to me by my guru, Amitabh, shout out Amitabh. And honestly, I have not been able to look back at my time in Christianity or Jesus the same way ever again. It's just not possible. After you learn this, you're going to be dumbfounded by the energy. Traveling to consciousness, exploring spiritual journeys to find answers in uncertainty. So first of all, let's check our egos at the door. <laughs> let's put our egos up, let's hang them up, put on our learning caps, because this information is it's very important, okay? It can be triggering at times. Okay, I will say that it can be triggering because you know, we want to think we have it all, we know all the answers, we've been told the right thing that we've always been told the truth, but in reality the reality is is that we've been lied to more than we've been told the truth. And I know that can be a tough pill to swallow, but it's going to be a mandatory pill to swallow if you want to digest this podcast. And before we jump into this podcast, before we jump into this podcast, I don't know if you guys can hear my dog. Hopefully the audio thing's going to pull it out, but <laughs> see, she, the energies, the energies work in very interesting ways. I don't know if you can hear her barking, but it wants to distract me from this because this is this knowledge that does not want to get out there. Okay. So let me see if I can pull together my mindset because she's going crazy right now. Um, Where were we? Man, I was on a roll. Come on, you gotta stay focused. So we gotta start off here. Number one is this. I 100% believe in Jesus. I more than believe because, and this is a whole thing, but there's a difference between think, believe, and know. So I wanna amend that and say that I know that Jesus existed 100% without a doubt. Know that he existed. I know he did the miracles that are written about him. And I know he's done even more miracles that probably didn't even make it into the, into the Bible. <clears throat> so with that being placed as a caveat to this conversation, we need to have a conversation about the way that Jesus is being honored in the Catholic or in majority of Christian denominations. Now it's probably good to put in here a caveat that I don't know if all of these things are done at every single Christian church. <clears throat> I know that I've seen it done at every single Christian slash Catholic church I've ever walked into or been a part of. My whole story is a different thing, but I'm just putting this out there is that majority of churches do this. And so if you do this, well, you might want to consider stopping after you hear what I have to say. So there's a couple things to break down here. And again, this is a part of the knowledge that could be triggering. And it's okay if you've done these things, but 
knowing and moving forward is what's important. So the very first thing is understanding how one worships Jesus, right? When you think of Jesus, when you pray to him, are you thinking of him on a cross, hung up, bloodied, his hands nailed down, his feet nailed to the cross with blood as a crown dripping? Have you ever thought about how crazy and first of all if you haven't thought about this before you're not alone because i didn't realize this until my guru pointed it out but is it not crazy that we sit here and pray and ask for help from a god that is can't help us if you're nailed down if your hands are nailed to a cross you can't help anybody if you're dead if you're unconscious you can't help anybody so why is it that one would pray to an entity asking it for help, saying, hey, can you help me? Well, the truth, again, trigger warning, I guess, if you're not ready for the truth. So please only proceed with this podcast if you're ready for the truth. The truth is, is that whenever we are praying to the cross, we are actually inviting in the energies that put Jesus on the cross, the energies that blocked his energy is what we're truly inviting into our body. And I know this is difficult to hear, so please digest it. Think about it. See how it feels in your body. You don't have to take this as your truth, but you know, at the end of the day, the truth will set you free. So consider it. And even more so, where this gets even crazier is if we examine the four letters that are above Jesus's head. Now, I'm not sure what the traditional translation is, but actually I'm going to I'm going to google it. I'm going to google it right now. But it, I can almost guarantee you that whatever I find is not going to be the true thing. Do you know what it says above him on the crucifix? Think about it for a second. It says the letters are I-N-R-I. I-N-R-I. So what we have been told, and I'm looking it up and I've just found that, yes, this is what it, um, the translation is, is, is it supposed to read Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. And in Latin, they're saying that they used an I instead of a J, and then Vs instead of Us. Um, so for Jesus, king of the Jews, it's Jesus Nazareninus Rex Indiorium. Now, here's the deal. Number one, the Latin was not around whenever Jesus was crucified. Number two, Jesus was not his name. It was Yeshuar. So we already have two mistranslations. So now you have to ask yourself, is like, what, what is it really supposed to represent? Why are we putting I-N-R-I on top of above him? Well, if you realize that it's two words, I-N-R and then I, 
being the second word, you may know what it's supposed to represent. Did you figure it out? I'll help you out here. Inner eye. So what is actually happening when one prays to a cross with Jesus unconscious, bloodied, nailed to it with the letters I-N-R-I above it, we are inviting in energy to block our inner eye. And I know this is crazy. But at some level, does that just not make sense? And it's unfortunate, but does it not just make sense that that's what's actually happening? Now, a big question you may have is why would someone do this? Why would this be the outcome? Of those who are supposed to be in charge, if you will. Well, let's take a look, actually, before I jump into that, let's take a look at another thing that happens very frequently within Christian Christianity or Catholicism. And it's something called communion. Now, if you don't know, if you're not Christian, if you've never been Christian, communion is you basically get into a single file line. And you walk up to where the pastor is, or the priest, whatever you're call, they call them at your church, and they have bread and wine. And they tell us that the bread represents Jesus' body, and the wine represents his blood. So we're being told, and we actively do it, to consume his flesh and his blood. We are told to eat his flesh and drink his blood. Does that not sound like some vampire shit? <laughs> I mean, who, what, in what world should we be consuming and eating one's blood, one's flesh and blood? I mean, think about it. Would that not cause pain to his body? Would that not put him in agony? And then we turn around and try to ask him for, for miracles or for prayers or for forgiveness or for yada, yada, yada. First of all, You're praying to him on the cross where he can't help you because his hands are tied. And then on top of that, you're praying to him unconscious. And then on top of that, it says I-N-R-I. So this is representing your inner eye. So you're literally saying you want your inner eye to be unconscious, bloodied, strung up, and unable to help you. So you pray to that, bring that energy in. And then on top of that, you're consuming his flesh and his blood and saying, oh, well, I just want him to be like a part of me. It's like, look, it's okay. Again, I know I'm getting a little agitated and maybe that irritation is just because I've done this in the past and I've been wronged and maybe that's where this irritation's coming from, but it's okay. It's okay. So it's something that we have to be very aware of in regards to when we are praying to Jesus, we need to pray to him in a king position. Now, I have an image of this as a good image, but close your eyes for a second. And if you want to pray to Jesus, here's the visualization I'll give you. 
He should be sitting on a throne, holding the world in one of his hands. Maybe there's some beautiful wood sculpturing of like lions on the chair. He has one hand up, you know, that kind of like that prayer hand to bless you. And he has a gold crown. It's beautiful. This Jesus, a King Jesus, can help you. He can save you. He can do and provide for you what it is you ask from him. And I'm sure he would love to help you, but he just can't if you're focusing on him on a cross. And while we're also touching on this, the term prayer, another thing that we have to be ultra super conscious about is how we're ending our prayers. How do you end your prayers, right? Take a quick second, make a prayer. What's the very last word that you say? The answer, unfortunately, is amen. If you look up the history of the word amen, it comes from the word amin, which is still used in Judaism and I believe Islam as well. And amin is actually a name for the devil. A different version, but the devil nonetheless. The carrier of darkness. So, we're blocking our inner eye. We're then consuming the flesh and blood of the person who is supposed to be the holiest of holies. And then we even finish our prayers with amen. So, our our prayers are getting blocked and getting diverted to amen. How crazy is that? So moving forward, and I want to give you guys some options, right? Moving forward, what do we do with this? Number one, stop, stop taking communion. <laughs> That's a, probably a big one. Just don't do that anymore. I mean, I guess if you want to keep consuming the flesh and the blood of someone who's supposed to help you, doesn't seem like a great idea to me. But if you want to do that, I, you know, free will, but, you know, you now know the consequences of it. Number two, stop praying to him on a cruci uh, crucified with his hands nailed down, unconscious, blood coming down his head, and it's saying INRI above it. Now, again, if you want to block your inner eye, that's a great way to do it. So I'm not going to force you to do anything, but at least have that knowledge so that you know what you're doing. And lastly, stop ending prayers with amen. You can update this by ending prayers with King Jesus. You can end them with peace, with love, with balance. It might sound a little awkward the first few times you do it, but that's the programming. That's the programming. So hopefully you found some useful information here. I'd be super honored if you shared this with someone, especially someone within Christianity, because here's the deal. Again, I love Jesus. Jesus is, is the man, okay? We need to free that energy. That energy, his energy, King Jesus energy, is being blocked by all of these programs that we are running subconsciously. We don't realize that we're doing these things, but now that we realize it, we can shift it. 
So I know I have a bunch of friends who are Christian and I know I'm going to send at least send this to them so that they at least have the knowledge. And quite frankly, I'll be interested to hear how and what they think of it. But I offer all of this so that we can step out of this age of darkness. And it's, it's time for the new earth. It's time for new heaven and new earth to come here. And we need King Jesus' energy. We need Jesus to return to do it. However, he's blocked from coming back to this planet because of these, and, I'm, and I know there's more, but essentially because of these rituals that we're doing. Why would he come? I mean, think about this. Why would he come back here? Would you go somewhere where they're saying, oh, we're going to eat your blood or we're going to drink your blood and eat your flesh and we pray to you being crucified that you can't help us. And then even when we do say your name, we then redirect that energy to the devil. I mean, I mean, think about it, right? Just use common sense here. If you were Jesus, would you go back to that place? A place that thought that that did all of those things. Just think about that. And while you're thinking about that, send this off to one of your friends who maybe is also in Christianity, because this, this knowledge, this is a part of the indigo knowledge that I've been talking about. This is a part of the knowledge that we need as humans, that everyone has a birthright to so that we can step out of this age of darkness. We can bring Jesus back to earth because yes, there is a second coming. He is returning. It will happen at some point in time, but quite, and quite frankly, it'll happen as soon as we get this knowledge out to more people. So I guess that's like kind of the, the caveat here. If you share this with more people, then Jesus comes back quicker. Huh? That feels like a pretty bold thing to say, but I mean, I don't know. It's your responsibility, right? It's all of our responsibility, but I'm doing my piece. Okay. I went to India. I got this information from my guru. I'm sharing it with you guys. And, and so what happened? No, don't use. Are we still are we still recording? Yeah, I went to India. I did my part. I got the information. I brought it back for you guys. So now it's your it's your duty. It's your duty to take this message and spread it to your friends and family. And maybe you don't even agree with it. Even preface this. Be like, hey, I don't know if I fully agree with this, but he brings up some interesting opinions. Like, what's your thoughts? And then share this with them. Because we need to have dialogue around this. Because this is blocking us from that next stage of evolution. This is blocking Jesus from coming back. This is blocking us from moving into new earth and new world energy, new heaven energy. With that being said, all in due time, though, there's no rush. There's no rush. But I mean, I guess there's also a rush at the same time. It would be nice to save the world. But I'll leave that up to you guys. I'll leave that up to you guys. So with all of that being said, if you don't share it, then me and Jesus are going to have to have a talk with you about it when we see each other in the sixth dimension. 